This weekend, a brand new patent for a PlayStation controller was uncovered that could be workout related, which has me asking, what's taken Sony so long? Good morning, good Monday morning to you. I'm Shane Satterfield from Sifted, and this is Good Morning Gaming for April 4th, 2022. The show is in our patrons' feeds bright and early every weekday morning, and that's exactly how you should be consuming the show, so head to patreon.com sifted and drop us a pledge. The show also appears free on our YouTube channel for everyone else. You can find our flagship show Game Face by searching your favorite podcast service. You'll find the podcast versions of the rest of our content in the same feed you found this. So as I said, this weekend it was uncovered that Sony recently filed a trademark for a new PlayStation controller with a belt-style strap design. It basically straps to your hand and your fingers then wrap around a solid shaft, almost like brass knuckles. The new controller certainly looks like something that could be for PlayStation VR 2, well, to us anyway. It could also be some sort of workout device, like Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure Peripheral. PlayStation has been slow to get on the fitness train. Heck, everyone has. There should be more fitness options in gaming, period. I just got a bike, and... I wish I had more time to ride the bike, because I spend all my time making content for you guys. But I did go for a really long ride today, and it was quite refreshing, and I enjoyed it, but it was also incredibly time-consuming. Nobody gets on a bike and goes for a 15-minute ride, and I am one of these people who doesn't like traditional workouts. I do not like just walking on a treadmill staring at a wall. I do not like doing workout videos on YouTube. I do not like doing yoga. I need to have my mind occupied while I'm exercising, to take my mind off of the fact that I am exercising. That's where video games can be absolutely amazing, or where riding a bike is absolutely amazing, or playing a sport can be incredible. Anything that takes your mind off of the fact that you are exercising is a winner in my book. VR has been a low-key boon to exercising. I don't know if a lot of people realize it, but a lot of people have got in shape with VR. Hell, Beat Saber single-handedly kept VR relevant until the more reasonably priced and wireless Quest 2 launched and things then picked up. I know personally at least five people in my life, friends and colleagues from the industry, who have used VR, in some cases, to lose... One friend has lost, like, 80 pounds just playing VR. It works. Nintendo has had tons of success with exercise apps and peripherals. Remember Wii Fit and the Wii Fit balance board? So weird, but so successful. Then, as I said, there's Ring Fit Adventure for Switch, where you have a strap that you can slide the Joy-Con into to track your leg movements, and then there's this bendy ring that you can use that provides resistance. Now, I will say this. I did not find Ring Fit Adventure to be a great exercise aid. I played it for a couple of days, and I just found the ring to be awkward to use and annoying. 
I liked the concept behind Ring Fit Adventure, I just did not enjoy playing it. However, Switch has well over a dozen games that have fitness angles, including Jump Rope Challenge, there's a Zumba game, and even Mario Tennis Aces has incorporated fitness into its motion controls. If you go back in time, Nintendo has focused on fitness for quite a while. Remember the never-launched Vitality Sensor? Famously, Satoru Iwata refused to go into mobile game development and instead launched Nintendo's fitness initiative when the Wii U was taking a dump at retail. Xbox tried with Kinect, but the camera and tracking were so poor that it never felt reliable, and in a lot of cases, things just weren't gamified enough. A lot of the apps felt like following a workout routine on YouTube and just didn't provide enough interactive feedback. Since Kinect became a dead platform, Xbox has completely abandoned fitness through the Xbox One and Xbox Series generations. Then there's Ubisoft's Just Dance franchise, which definitely gets you off the couch, which is good. But the motion controls have been slowly weaned out of the franchise over time as the fad lost steam, in gaming at least. Now Nintendo's about to launch Nintendo Switch Sports, which is basically Wii Sports for the Switch. And Wii Sports is a lot like Just Dance. It gets you off the couch and you're standing and you're swinging your arms a little bit. It's not a great workout, but it's better than just sitting on your butt while you play games. Really the problem here is that peripherals are expensive to make and extremely risky. Creating guitars for Rock Band 4 forced Mad Cats to file for bankruptcy. Mad Cats was a company that had been a part of the industry for many, many years. It had made third-party controllers going all the way back to the N64 and PlayStation era. And all it took was one bad deal, creating Rock Band 4 guitars, to basically put it out of business. So I understand that this is not just some little thing that you can do when it strikes your fancy. It has to be well-planned, well-choreographed, well-marketed, and above all, the products have to be good. They have to work. So it's a cautionary tale that gives a lot of game publishers cold feet. But Sony is the industry leader right now and should take more risks. If the leader isn't going to take risks, then who is? I cannot remember a single PlayStation fitness initiative. Now, I'm guessing there probably is one or two, and I'm sure someone right now is feverishly typing in the comments to make me look dumb or whatever. But even those people typing right now have to admit that it has never been a focus for PlayStation. And some may argue, well, PlayStation's the leader. Maybe it was right in not doing that. But I do not agree with that at all. I am willing to spend $300 on a Quest just for exercise. Now, I'm a little older. It's hard for people like me to find rec clubs to play in, to find sports leagues to play in. All those leagues are generally for 20 to 35-year-old people. I'm a little bit over that age bracket. It's hard for me to find ways to exercise. Nobody wants me to be on their pickup basketball team. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So I look to my favorite hobby to provide that option for me. And in all honesty, right now, VR is the best place to do it. And so I am holding out hope that with PlayStation VR 2, Sony will realize what has kept VR alive all this time waiting for that big breakout, which as it turns out, is Quest 2. 
and it will apply the lessons that all these other VR manufacturers have learned across the years and apply them to PlayStation VR 2 and the software available for it. I own PlayStation VR 1. I cannot tell you more than three or four games that was released for that system, that platform, that I remember or that I would even consider still using or playing today. But I guarantee you, if there were a great fitness app for PlayStation VR 1, I would be playing it right now. So Sony, if you're listening, please consider fitness as an important pillar in the PlayStation VR 2 ecosystem. I think it's only going to work out well for you in the long run. And now for a couple more stories from the top of your SIFs. World of Warcraft's next expansion has leaked. Thanks to Blizzard. (laughs) Usually it's some random reporter or some Twitter account that breaks stuff. In this case, it was just Blizzard. It just screwed up. World of Warcraft Dragonflight was supposed to be revealed on April 19th, but the game's official website has let the cat out of the bag. The source code was recently updated to show WoW Dragonflight, base, heroic, and epic pre-purchases suggesting multiple tiers for the expansion, much like Shadowlands had. Several dragon-related items were also datamined earlier this year, including a pet in what appears to be a brand new dragon mount. They could just be bonuses for the epic or heroic edition of the Dragonflight expansion, but regardless, announcing the next edition of World of Warcraft did not go according to plan. And even more Activision Blizzard news... On Friday, the publisher announced that it was repealing all vaccine mandates for COVID-19 company-wide. Immediately, large groups of employees felt that it was a terrible decision and threatened to walk out today. Well, on Saturday, Activision Blizzard updated that policy by stating that it will let its studios decide on their own COVID-19 policies. Now, this may sound like Activision Blizzard is actually giving in to the employees' demands, but really all it's doing is kicking the can down the road and placing the responsibility on its individual studio heads. That is not something individual studios should be worrying about right now. They should be worrying about making great video games. When you're a part of a big conglomerate, you rely on the mothership to handle stuff like this. It's the one of the big perks of having a mothership. Otherwise, why would you be a part of another company if they're not going to handle the tasks and the duties that they typically handle? As I said, a walkout was planned for today, but we're not sure if it will happen after Activision Blizzard somewhat changed its stance. More likely, what you may be seeing is the managers and the studio heads at these various studios walking out. Because Activision Blizzard has put them in an unfortunate position. In even more Activision Blizzard news, it's crazy, I know, but this weekend was just dominated by the publisher. And ironically, I had just stated in an episode of Good Morning Gaming last week how it looked like The acquisition of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard had worked out great for everybody. And all this happens in the span of the next two days. Well, in more news, hold your horses on the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. Four U.S. Senators have sent the FTC a letter asking it to look further into the deal. The lawmakers are concerned that workers will be harmed in the consolidation of such huge tech companies 
and are pushing back on the golden parachute offered to Bobby Kotick at the close of the deal. A quote from the letter, This lack of accountability, despite shareholders, employees, and the public calling for Kotick to be held responsible for the culture he created, would be an unacceptable result of the proposed Microsoft acquisition. End quote. The FTC began investigating the Microsoft deal back in February, but has yet to issue a ruling or make any statements. In other non-Activision news, 343 Industries went on Reddit on Friday and told its fans that, quote, we understand the community is simply out of patience. This is not what you want to hear if you're a Halo fan or particularly if you're a fan of Halo Infinite. The game came out of the gate really strong. The multiplayer numbers were great. Most people really liked the campaign. I really liked the campaign. And generally, the sentiment around the game was pretty much all positive. But as time has gone on, players who have tried to stick with the multiplayer in Halo Infinite, as 343 Industries said, they've been incredibly patient, waiting for new maps, waiting for new modes, anything that could add a spark to the Halo Infinite multiplayer suite. And they keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And it doesn't look like a magic bullet is coming anytime soon. According to 343 Industries, it basically said, like, we're doing the best we can and it's not good enough and we get it. The multiplayer numbers for the game have fallen sharply since launch. I have not played it in two months. Most people I know haven't played it in two months. A lot of the hardest of the hardcore Halo fans are teetering on the brink of quitting. And with no relief in sight, the future of Halo Infinite does not look bright. So in Friday's episode of Good Morning Gaming, I talked about the April Fool's joke in the gaming industry and how it's such a big deal in this industry, but other places, not so much. Well, I figured I'd follow up and report on all the April Fool's jokes on Friday for 2022 from the gaming industry. And there were tons. But I plucked a few of my favorites and then I will crown the champ. First of all, PUBG created a trailer for Monster Chicken Royale where a gigantic chicken was added into the Battle Royale map. Very clever and funny. Ubisoft's Melee game for Honor went cel-shaded for the day. Likewise, Among Us launched a horse mode that existed just for the day. Then Sega of Japan announced a Sonic Frontiers Collector's Edition complete with a waterproof Sega Genesis. All fake, of course. Then Corsair announced a one-key mechanical keyboard. But the winner is a crossover between No More Heroes and Shadows of the Damned. The catch is that it's a retro badminton game that you can actually play. And that's why this one wins. Creating a trailer... It's a pain in the butt, and it may cost you a little bit of money. But creating a playable game is just going above and beyond. And you can play this game. It's called GHM All-Stars. You can find it at itch.io or itch.io, however you like to say it. And it is 100% free. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll tackle today's boss fight.
Welcome to today's Boss Fight, where I tackle random topics that may or may not be related to video games. So as I've said on Good Morning Gaming, every Saturday I have been doing a stream called Shane vs. Elden Ring. And I really like it if you would show up. It's at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash siftedgames. I know you're not going to show up, <laughs> but I'll invite you anyway. And I think initial interest in the stream and the, the video series was that people thought that I was going to fall on my face, that I was going to get really angry, that I was not going to make any progress, that I was not going to beat any bosses, and on and on. And in the end, that all the fans of From Software's games could laugh at me and point their fingers and say, get good. But that is not what has happened at all. In fact, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of breezing through the game. And consequently, the numbers for the show are falling. At least the archive. We do have a very dedicated group of people who show up to help me, and I appreciate them very much. Without them, it wouldn't be a breeze. It would be a freaking nightmare. Like, I view pretty much every From Software game before this one. And I probably would view this one the same way if I didn't have people holding my hand telling me how to do things and the ins and outs and the caveats of the game. But that's not what fans of From Software think is challenging about From Software's games. They think it's the hand-eye coordination and the timing. It's get good. They think they're good, but they're not. They're not. From's games are not about getting good. They're about learning the weird contrivances of the game and then exploiting them. For example, I had never known that you could not cancel out of attacking in From Software's games. It is something that has been driving me crazy and led me to say things like, the combat feels unresponsive to me. And people would point their fingers and laugh and say, get good. So as soon as I realized that you can't cancel out of your attacks, and once you commit to something, you're just basically screwed, that was the first step to me learning how to play the game the way that they want me to play the game. That was the first step. Then people started pointing out, hey, like you have all this stuff in your inventory that I had seen in my inventory and I had really no idea what it was. And a lot of times you just assume that games are going to tell you and teach you how to play them. One of the biggest revelations for me with playing Elden Ring is realizing that From Software's games do not do that at all. I had golden runes that had been sitting in my inventory for hours and hours and hours. And there were times where I needed to level up so bad. And I had enough runes in my inventory to level up. It could have made the first 12 to 15 hours of the game so much easier. Because I could have leveled up and been more powerful and not struggled against the enemies that I was struggling at. But there's just this weird icon buried in dozens and dozens of icons. And no, there's never any tooltip that says, hey, you got this stuff in your inventory. You might want to use it. These games have none of that. A lot of the challenge of these games, as I'm learning now that I'm actually playing through one, is cutting through the pretentiousness, the pomp and circumstance, and really the bullshit 
to figure out what the game wants you to do, what's available to you, and making use of it. It's not get good. It's not, oh, your hands aren't fast enough. It's none of that. For this session that I just completed, after the prior week, people were like, hey, you should put the shield in the left hand, and in the right hand, you should switch between your magic and your weapon. And I was like, okay, because literally everything that they've told me to do during this series of streams has made a huge difference and honestly made the game easy. So now when they tell me to do stuff, I just do it. I don't question it at all. I just do it. And lo and behold, now that I have that shield in my left hand, I'm actually using my shield all the time. The combat is like a cakewalk. You literally just hold your shield up until they attack and then hit R2. That's it. There's no timing. The window for that is like a mile wide. All I'm saying is, you From Software heads out there who have ridiculed people for years and years and worn finishing these games as a badge of honor, it's all a sham. It's all a sham. It's not about getting good. It's about figuring things out. Things that the game refuses to tell you for some unknown reason I'll never understand. And it's just comical to me that when you have someone riding shotgun with you who already has figured out all these contrivances and in all, in all honesty, all this bullshit, how easy the game has become. I'm not even really cheesing the game. I did do the stupid dragon thing where you get 80,000 runes and that helped. I think I leveled up four or five levels from that. But I haven't constantly gone back and cheesed things or found these rune factories where you can just stand in place and get a million I haven't done any of that stuff. I'm just playing the game with people riding shotgun with me who have played the game and understand a lot of the things that, I'll be honest with you, I do not have the patience to learn from a game that refuses to teach. So the next time you decide to gatekeep or make fun of somebody for not enjoying From Software's games and saying that they don't enjoy them because they're not good enough to play them, maybe you'll think about this episode of GMG and you'll start treating people with a little bit more respect. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Gaming. I appreciate every single one of you who listens to GMG. I'm Shane Satterfield. You can follow me on Twitter at Dinfire and follow Sifted at Sifted Games. And please, please, please... Head to patreon.com slash sifted and drop us a pledge. We need help. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. But until then, make sure you seize today because there will never be another. <laughs>